welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, busy as usual with puppy trouble. <laughs> <laughs> same old story. <laughs> yeah, same old story. But um, yeah, he absolutely refuses. So I live halfway up a hill. And to go to the garage, um, you go down the hill. He yeah. absolutely refuses to go down the hill because I've taken him to the park a few times, but I go up and he really likes the park. So I have managed to drag him down the hill a few times. But then when we go to the garage across the road and go through this little um, lane, yeah. he then he refuses to go through the lane. Aww. So I'm just giving up trying to get him to go to the garage. So I literally just take him because I'm right opposite the park. So... Go to the park and he gets bored after like 500 steps. He wants to go back home. Oh, bless so him. Drop him off and then go for my walk in the morning. So, my plan of taking the puppy for a long walk in the morning is not happening because he refuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, bless. Yeah, all good, thanks. I feel out of sorts a little bit this week. It's just been such a manic week. So I'm all over the shop. I don't know what day it is. And my routine is a little bit out of whack. We had, we obviously went to London last Thursday and Friday, then had like a busy weekend. And I had a wedding on Wednesday. So to me, Wednesday then felt like Saturday. And then yeah. I had double check-ins to do yesterday to make up for Wednesday. And I'm off to Manchester tomorrow. So like my whole routine is a little bit out of whack and I just don't know where I am this week. <laughs> and also my walks aren't going very well because I've got a bit of um, like sciatic nerve pain coming every time I'm doing, well, not every time, but like intermittently for the last two weeks, I've had this pain. Like I'll just be walking along absolutely fine. And then suddenly this massive pain in my right bum cheek and then I can't put any pressure on my right leg. So I did have to hobble halfway oh. home this morning. So my walks aren't going to plan either at the moment. <laughs> it must be one of those weeks. <laughs> and what about prep? Have you got a prep update? How's, how's it going? Uh, I've struggled this last week. So um, my weight went up a pound, but I haven't been sleeping properly. So obviously we were in London. And then yeah. I was a late night for like my birthday and... Just haven't been sleeping properly, so sleep and then time of the month. Um, so my weight went up a pound, which it was expected, but my waist yeah. is down an inch, so I'm taking that as a positive. Oh, I mean, energy and stuff wise, obviously, because of the time of the month it is, I just haven't got that energy. And really, this is the first week well, I've been on prep six weeks now. This is the first week that I really struggled. Um, oh. but it doesn't last for long, it will, it will go in a few days, but. It's going good, still getting my cardio done, still doing my sessions, still ticking all the boxes. But um, I look better, but my weight is up, so this is why you shouldn't really go by the scales. <laughs> well, exactly, and like you said, your waist is down, so you've obviously, you know, dropped body fat, so happy days, that's really good. Yeah, it is going all right, so I don't want to moan about it because I'm choosing to do it, but I have struggled this week. <laughs> Well, it's it's important to recognise the the good times, the bad times. You know, not every week. Yeah, is happy, you know, I just want to be honest that obviously prep is hard. Yeah. Um, especially around time of the month when you haven't got no energy. The last thing you want to do is go and train. You just want to face plant a jar of biscoff. Yeah, but you've got through it, so you know, well done to you. 
well done for pushing on and ticking the boxes you're doing amazing and looking good as well obviously I saw you in real life last week so looking awesome yeah I should have I should have checked that my jeans actually fitted me before I packed my yeah. size eight. <laughs> I packed my size 10s instead of my size 8 I haven't wore the size 8 skinny jeans for a while so uh that was a bit of a shock when I put them on and they fell back down again <laughs> <laughs> yeah Michelle was holding her jeans up all day <laughs> Oh, good. Well, I'm glad everything is going well. Glad you're having a good week. I just feel really tired today. Yeah, I'm tired today. I'm going to go and take uh, Carter, little puppy, over the park (laughs) for his 500 500 steps. steps. (laughs) 500 steps. It's so random. It's so weird, isn't it? I thought they loved walking. Oh, it's, it's because I think a couple of times I've just done a little look with them because they say when they first go out, you can't walk them far. Right. And I think now it's just like a little routine for him. He's just used to going up, around, through the park and back home. Again. Right, yeah. And this morning I did manage to convince him to go round twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, get me in. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I said to Phil, because Phil's home on the weekend, that we're going to... I both walk him to the garage, so maybe he'll go and just take loads of treats. I want to get him used to going down the hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just re- absolutely refuses. Oh, it's probably all brand new to him and really scary, to be fair. It is, it? he's still only 13 weeks, so... Yeah, he's probably seen the road. He's walk him that and... far, so I'm just taking... So I'm going to take him out over the park um, three times, so I'll take him out in the morning, afternoon, and then in the evening. Oh, nice. At least that gives you a little break away from your desk and stuff yeah, as well then, just isn't like it? some pressure, so it'll be nice actually. And it doesn't take that long either. It just means that um, I'm still doing my actual walk on my own. Which is the whole point, one reason I wanted to get a dog. I'm <laughs> sure he'll get used own. to it. <laughs> when he gets a bit older. Well, he'll have no choice. I'll give him a little while and I'll be dragging him down the hill. <laughs> oh. Okay, so on today's episode, we wanted to talk just a little bit about ma- the macronutrients and is there, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? An optimal macronutrient split for fat loss? Because that is a question that we're asked quite a lot. So that's what we wanted to look into today. Yeah, so we just want to talk about like our macros that are important for fat loss. Because a lot of people get a bit caught up on macro percentages um, and which percentage is best. And people think that there's like a magic percentage split for macros for fat loss. So just wanted a little chat about um, the macros and the, the macro split for fat loss. And is it that important? Yeah, so the macronutrients, for any of those who are wondering what we're talking about, (laughs) um, are obviously protein, carbs, and fat. So the the elements of our diet, basically, that make up our diet. So you'll either be eating, well, you'll probably be eating, hopefully, a good variety of all of those throughout the day. So carb carbohydrates are things like, you know, your oats, your pasta, rice, bread, cake, all of that sort of thing. Protein then, you've got usually, you know, meat and fish and seafood products, turkey, chicken, ham, tuna. Then you've got, you know, some of your dairy, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, whey protein, eggs. And then obviously some of your plant-based items, the chickpeas, lentil, tofu, all of that sort of thing. And then dietary fat, 
gifts which come in the form of um, things such as um, fish in terms of the fat, the more fatty fish can be like salmon and then we've got meats which are like steak and sometimes you know the thigh like chicken thighs are higher in fat for example you've got nuts um all of those sorts of things olive oils so that's what we mean when we're talking about the macronutrients just to give you a little bit of a of a breakdown so we know that many people when it comes to wanting to lose fat everybody wants a magic answer they want to know how many calories they need to eat and also how many you know what a, what a good macro split is because i think more and more people these days are becoming more aware of the fact that you don't actually need to cut out completely fats or carbs you know that's what you hear or you used to hear a lot wasn't it I'm, yeah. I'm going low carb i'm doing zero carb to lose fat or zero fat and everybody looks for low fat i think more and more over recent years people are now slowly coming to terms with the fact that you don't actually need to cut out a macronutrient food group so that's a positive step but I think the next step now is people asking, you know, well, how much of each do I need to eat? So that's what we wanted to go into a little bit today. Yeah. And the thing is with the percentages where people get confused is when you uh, use my fitness pal, which we do recommend you use to track your food, just to make you aware of your calorie intake. It does ask you, so when you put your calories in, it asks you to set your percentages. So that's why I think when people get a bit Definitely. confused. Um, yeah. So in percentage terms, like... Um, it is quite an old school way of doing it, isn't it? So my fitness pal, you can use premium. So premium um, asks you to actually, you can set your um, your goals. So like your protein goal, your fat goal. So you need to pay for that. But percentages... I, I use premium though. And to set your thing, you still have to go and do the percentages. I have to change it from grams back to percentages. Oh and I put it back into grams again. So you still have to go and do it in percentages. Which is really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that is really annoying. Makes no sense. Yeah, it was premium, actually. I can't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. You have to, it's a, like a backward step. I don't understand it. But you, you can still like get to your goal, but you have to go back and do it. Like yeah, that. Oh, okay. Which is yeah, annoying. so I think that's where people um, who are new to track and get a bit confused with uh, percentages. So our, um, like the macro split, a certain macro split is it important for fat loss no calories are king so if you've got a fat loss goal weight loss goal you need to be in a calorie deficit i mean we all should know that by now um but however even though the macro split is not important the macros your macronutrients are important in terms of health benefits so you do need like a certain amount of fats and protein in your diet for um health reasons so protein, for example, a protein, the reason that we have um, protein in our diet, loads of different reasons. One is mainly to build muscle because protein is full of amino acids and they're essential for building muscle. Also for uh, recovery, um, helps with delayed onset muscle soreness, prepares the muscles after training. And also with protein, um, that people don't really realize is it actually burns more calories in the body so for example the thermal effect of food um, or tef as we know it so it makes up part of your daily calorie expenditure calories out and usually represents about 10 percent of your calorie intake for healthy adults eating a mixed and balanced diet 
Now, every time you eat, your body expends energy as it works to digest, absorb, and store the nutrients in your food you've just consumed. Now, that increase in your body's metabolic rate, the level at which your body burns calories, is known as TEF, or the thermal effect of food. Now, protein-rich foods, as Jessica just explained, like meat, fish, eggs, could help increase your metabolism for a few hours. So this is because they require your body to use more energy to digest, so it means it burns more calories. So having a high-protein diet will actually help you burn more calories. And in terms of how much you need, it also depends on your goal and like your body weight. It's different for everyone, isn't it, Jess? Yeah, definitely. Um, they say for for general population people, clients, which you know most of us who are not athletes or anything, we really want to be aiming. I think it's around one point two to one point six grams per kilogram um, of protein. So per kilogram of your body weight. So if you literally type in your body weight in kilograms, whether, you know, 70 times 1.2 or 1.6, you can then work out, you know, okay, I'm getting a decent amount of protein in my diet for all of those benefits that Michelle has, has just described. And, you know, protein also helps to keep you fuller for longer. So when you're in a diet phase, it's more satiating. So that's why, we also recommend that protein is higher during a diet phase, you know, it's helping build muscle, which obviously we want to do as well for the long-term benefits. Um, but yeah, everybody wants to be full while they're dieting so that you're obviously less likely to go and, you know, ruin your diet or want to eat more. So protein is very good for that. Uh, other people, you know, muscle building and performance athletes may require different amounts depending on their goals and they might actually require a more specific macronutrient split you know if they've got specific goals but we're today talking specifically about fat loss and in terms of fat loss macronutrients and the amount it just doesn't matter although for the reasons michelle has just explained we always do give a protein target to our clients so that is the one thing and i think we both work in exactly the same way with our clients yeah. so we wouldn't give you for example um, a protein, a carbohydrate and a fat target to hit mainly because we just don't need to hit specific amounts of fats and carbs. You know, there's not a magic formula which says you have to eat this much to lose fat. It doesn't matter at all, but protein, we definitely want to make sure you're getting enough protein in. So you'll usually be given a calorie target and then a protein target as well to hit because that is important. Yeah, I do set my clients a fat minimum because fats are super important yeah, for females to regulate hormones. Yeah, but I don't set them like an exact amount. I just set them Not like a, a target range. Yeah, so I send them set them like a minimum um, to hit just to make sure they're getting enough essential fats um, in their diet. So once you hit your minimum fats and then your your protein target. Um, and I also set them a five portions of fruit and veg, so then they're hitting their fibre target, but I don't actually set them a fibre target because all these targets will just confuse them. Um, so once you hit that, you've then got enough loads of calories left, which will make up your carbs, and then the foods that you like eating, or you might consider a treat. So we don't really set specific targets, like this amount of fats, this amount of protein, this amount of carbs, because they're just not needed for fat loss. 
No, and it can just make the process so much more complicated then, you know, I think having a protein target to hit, if you, especially if you're new to tracking, is, is enough. You know, you're tracking calories and protein. It's just too much, too many numbers then. And it can just make the process super, super stressful. If you're like, oh God, I've got this many calories left and I was going to eat this, but then that takes me over my fat target. And then I'm this much. God, this I, I actually still get messages because yeah. obviously in my fitness pal, you have to set. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> yeah, you have to set percentages. And then I got a client going, I don't understand. I've got, um, I've got no calories left, but I've got like 10 grams of um, protein to hit. I said, well, if you hit your minimums, yes. Well, don't worry about it. It's, you know, it, it's fine. Like, people get confused because with my fitness pal, it's not 100% accurate. It's what it does sometimes, it rounds up calories. So you can um, hit your calories before you hit your, your percentages that it's yes. So people get confused in the sense of um, you've had hit your calories for the day, but you will have macros left. So then people are like, right, to hit my like protein target, it will take me over my calories. So remember that calories are king. So if you've had your calories and you've got protein left, even if you haven't hit your target, like just forget about it. Just learn from it. What I say to my clients in that situation, if they, if they had all their calories, they, they haven't hit their protein target. I just tell them to have a look back at the diary, look at where you can make some adjustments and learn from it so you have a better, better day the next day. Like, don't go over your calories just to try and hit your protein target. Like, learn from it. It, it is yeah. all trial and error, especially at the beginning if you're new to tracking. Oh, definitely. And that's where planning your meals in advance can help. I always yeah. try to get my new clients who are, who are brand new to tracking calories to just plan you know whether it's just the night before even what am I going to eat tomorrow just so you're then not worrying about trying to hit your protein that gets to 9 p.m and you're like oh my god I've got 40 grams of protein left to get I'm never going to get that I've got no calories so it just avoids that so planning is definitely really good in that scenario but 100% if you if you haven't hit your protein but you have hit your calories you don't want to go over your calorie target because you're not going to be in as much of a deficit and you know, potentially just going back up to maintenance or even into a surplus, depending on how much you were to eat <laughs> afterwards. So yeah, if if you haven't done it for a day, just leave it, move on, draw a line under it and start again the next day. Like Michelle said, just trying to learn from your mistakes. And, and as Michelle said, the reason we give minimum fat targets is because dietary fats are really, really important for our body in terms of how our body functions especially for females as well so fats are essential for brain function for cell regeneration they play a vital role in the absorption of um certain fat soluble vitamins such as a vitamins a d e k and it's also really important for our hormones and you know the balance of our hormones particularly um testosterone and estrogen so the reproductive hormones and a diet that is too low in dietary fat can lower libido and it can also result in loss of periods for females so you know if you are losing periods it might be that one your calories are far too low but also that your fats are super super low so that is why we'll always give a minimum fat target and and the science you know the research is still being conducted as to what an appropriate minimum target is but we go by our you know what we're learning on our nutrition course which is evidence-based so what they've known so far and it's usually around about 20 
20% to 30% isn't it but again when you're working with percentages that can change when you're working on a deficit yeah. so I just go with like a, a 1.8 I think it is 1.8 grams 1.6 to 1.8 grams per kilogram of body weight around about that region you know it doesn't have to be exact yeah. but if you're hitting that sort of minimum target or in the region of you can be sure that you are you know you're doing okay and then going back to the percentages on my fitness pal thing is with like having a flexible lifestyle you're not going to eat the same things every single day so you it's really hard to hit those percentages exact every single day like every day is different as long as you're hitting like your protein minimum so see for instance you've got exact targets i don't know let's say 70 grams of fats 135 grams of protein 150 grams of carbs like it's so hard to hit those exact numbers every yeah. single day when you have a flexible lifestyle and people get a bit stressed then and then you don't enjoy the process so it's it's just not needed unless you're like an athlete which i can guarantee that all of our listeners are not you're not yeah. athletes you haven't got really performance goals you've got fat loss weight loss goals so it, it's not needed like it doesn't matter that every day is different because Every day is not going to be the same, especially if you're having a variety in different kinds of foods, different types of proteins. They all got different like amounts of protein in it. You know, like white fish has got um, lower protein value than chicken. So it really depends on what you're eating. So I wouldn't get caught up on the, I wouldn't really too much about the percentages, even though they're set at my fitness pal, it doesn't matter that every day is going to be different as long as you're hitting your minimum set. So your minimum protein, fats, and getting in obviously a five portions of fruit and veg. Yeah. So when my fitness pal gives you that little message, your goal was to hit so-and-so grams of carbohydrates today, not go over, just ignore it. <laughs> Just ignore it, which is annoying. I wish that the app didn't have that, but you know, that's part of it. So all we can do is advise, you know, just ignore it. Focus on the foods that you've eaten, the calories that you've eaten and the amount of protein and, you know, you're fine. And, and fiber. I do, we do want to make sure we have an adequate fiber as well. So the goal for fiber is around 30, 25 to 30 grams a day yeah. is sort of adequate for fiber. Most people struggle to get anywhere near that you know sometimes yeah. i'm looking at a client's diary and it'll be as low as four grams <laughs> so we really try and work together then but you know that's not something that you'd want to suddenly go from four grams one day to 30 grams the next day because your stomach just would not enjoy that so <laughs> then it's just about looking at your food diary and figuring out how you can make that a bit better and you know it's about incorporating um a lot of plant-based carbohydrates you know carbs are a really good source of fiber a lot of carbs are not all of them obviously um you know your fruit your vegetables as you said earlier michelle and just getting that good variety out of out of your diet because having good fiber is really essential as well for the body yeah it's essential for digestion and keep you regulated going to toilets don't really want to yeah. talk about any toilet issues but if you do struggle to go to the toilet then the main the first thing you should look at is your fiber intake so your fruit and veg um yeah so fiber so yeah grams like just to see but we don't actually set grams because if when a client starts and you're right this target this target this target 
I just set them five portions of fruit and veg, which is, is quite simple, isn't it? So, uh, I know it's hard to get in if you don't eat any fruit and veg. Yeah. So um, just increase, maybe if you don't eat any, just maybe chuck some veg in with like your dinner um, and then increase it slowly. Maybe add some fruit then to your breakfast or a snack. Um, but yeah, as Jess said, if you go from eating no fibre at all and then eating your five portions of fruit and veg, your stomach's not going to like you. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to be a gradual approach, hasn't it? And in terms of carbohydrates, so we've said that, you know, protein is essential for the body and the benefits that that has. Fat is essential for the body for the benefits that I just explained. And then with carbohydrates, they're actually not essential for our body to function. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to eat them and that there's no benefits to eating them, because, of course, there are many benefits to eating carbohydrates. So you know, they're the quickest source of energy for the body's cells, particularly our brain, which is good. <laughs> they can help our performance in the gym and just our, you know, normal everyday functions that we carry out. They also can aid with our sleep, which is great as well. So, you know, quite often people say they feel sleepy after carbs. So for people who struggle with sleep, with sleeping or having issues, it's, it's a good idea to have a high carb meal, you know, as your last meal before bed in the evening yeah so i do start to help you get into sleep mode um I, and, always you know, do. I always keep my high carb meal for the evening yeah yeah because some people do suffer so and another benefit you know or another way you could do it is people often find that when they're working for example they'll have lunch break if you have a really high carb meal you start to feel then really sleepy for the afternoon shift so if that is you and you do feel like that, then just stick to proteins and fats for your lunch. And like Michelle does, keep her higher carb meal for the evening when she feels, you know, she's going to benefit more from it. It's going to help her feel sleepy. She's going to go to bed and have a really good sleep. So if that is you, I definitely recommend having a lower carbohydrate lunch. But yeah, so, so many benefits for including carbs in the diet. And obviously we've just discussed fiber which is essential for your gut health, maintaining healthy cholesterol and all of that sort of thing. Plus, the other benefit is that they're bloody lush. <laughs> and, you know, they're a huge part of our Western diet and nobody, well, some people like to not eat carbs and that's absolutely fine if that works for them because they aren't essential. But I think there's just so many benefits to having them in and especially, you know, we're talking specifically fat loss here, but if you are a performance-based athlete, then you're going to need carbs in your diet. You know, there are going to be requirements for you to have carbs in and targets for you to hit. Yeah, or even just if you're weight training, you know, yeah, and you don't yeah, have to exactly. progress in the gym. You don't have to be, you know, an Olympic weightlifter. No. But, like, our clients, they lift weights, and to be able to progress, like, you do need carbs. You, it's yeah. the main body's energy source. So I do recommend having a carb meal or carb snack. Definitely. Like 45 minutes before you train. I always have oats. I think you have oats as well, don't you, before you train? No, I have oats as my breakfast. Oh, um, breakfast. But I always have another meal after my oats. But it's always got carbs in it. Lately, it, it just depends lately. But I, my meal that I've been having lately before gym has been... 20 grams of cashew butter with 30 grams of whey mixed into it and then like a rice crispy bar or two Ooh. rice cakes and then I put like the the mix onto the rice cakes or onto the rice crispy bar and it's actual heaven <laughs> so it's a, it's a mixture of fats and carbs that I'm having there but you know no no issues with that I'm getting carbs in and stuff 
but yeah i think i eat carbs with every single meal i have usually usually just because i love them yeah just my my first breakfast i don't um but then my second breakfast i do oh yeah i did go through a phase years and years ago where i i ate just a high fat and protein breakfast but my IBS did not enjoy that. It really, I had cramps and stomach problems for months doing that. So for me, that just didn't work. I think for my first meal of the day, like I can't have like rich fats. So I just stick to my oats, my berries, my chia seeds and my protein. And nice. I've eaten it for about 15 years. So <laughs> why change it <laughs> Yeah, why change it? Why change it if it's not broke? <laughs> So actually, I've, um, I noticed a sentence earlier that Martin, Martin McDonald, who we do his Mac Nutrition course, let me find it. He, there was a funny sentence that I'd picked out from one of his lectures, which made me laugh. Um, bear with me. Oh, yeah. So he says, remember, carbohydrates to go, protein to grow and fats for your mojo. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite a good thing <laughs> I'd forgotten it so it didn't stick in my mind but I saw it earlier and I was like oh yeah I quite like that so carbohydrates like that. to go yeah. protein to grow and fats for your most it's not the course just, just shows how much attention I'm paying to the course yeah it was one of the very early lectures I've like I looked back at my notes and um uh, that sentence and I was like oh I forgot about that I might um write it down on my wall <laughs> as something to tell clients to remember but yeah, I thought that was quite good because fats for your mojo, obviously he's talking about, you know, the, your hormones and yeah. all of that and brain function. So yeah, I thought that was quite a good little sentence. I like that. <laughs> so yeah, basically, ultimately, you don't need to worry about how many carbohydrates and fats you're eating. We do recommend a minimum protein target for you to hit just because you know people are not eating enough protein and we do want you to be getting an adequate amount but again there's not really a magic number you don't have to have a set amount it's individual to everyone comes down to preference and goals and all of that as well but please don't get bogged down in worrying about your percentages of carbs and fats or oh god i've gone over my carbs that my fitness palace told me you haven't it doesn't matter just basically when it comes to fat loss as michelle has said calories are king and whether you eat 100 grams of carbs or 200 grams of carbs in a day if you're still within your daily calorie target for your calorie deficit then it doesn't matter you're still in a calorie yeah. deficit and that is ultimately what makes us lose fat not how much carbs or how much fats we're eating yeah that's it so round up the macros matter Mm, not really no not for fat loss no (laughs) (laughs) not for fat loss no obviously performance goals is completely different but all our listeners the main goal is fat loss to get lean to be toned um as long as you're sticking to your minimum targets that your coach sets you i wouldn't worry too much about every day being different on my fitness pal as long as you're hitting your minimums don't stress do not stress it so yeah, hopefully that clears it up because we we do have people asking us these things all of the time. I don't know how many carbs I should eat. I don't know how many fats. So hopefully you found what we've said, you know, useful and some of the chats that we had around that. And please feel free to message us, you know, if you do still have some questions, then send Michelle or I a message on Facebook or Instagram and, and we'll get back to you and help to answer your question. 
fab. I think that's it. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.